So this morning, we are uh, we're going to do things a little different. First of all, because the pastor's gone, and I get to be in charge. No, I'm just playing. Um, but I don't know about you, but I have a certain way I like to do things. I have I've been I've been doing. Uh, sermons and messages the same way for years and then there's those times that uh, that all of a sudden you sit in front of your screen and you just can't get anything to, to, to happen that 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 normally does so uh, so we're going to pray and I'm going to ask you to uh, not pray for me but just pray with me because we want to be obedient this morning Amen. Above and beyond all else, uh, we, we, want to be, we want to be obedient to God. So let's all bow one more time, and let's just pray. Father, Lord, we thank you, and I love you. God, I, I, I thank you that, uh, that you have chosen me to be your mouthpiece this morning. Lord, I, I pray you give me courage. Lord, give me courage... So just simply obey you. Be with us. Open our hearts. Open our ears to hear you, God. Our eyes to see you. In your name, Jesus, we pray. And we believe. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. So this morning, we're going to spend a little bit of time in the book of Luke. And if you want to go ahead and and you can be, be kind of finding that if you want. We will have, we will have, we will have it on the screen. Luke 17. Uh, we're going to do two verses, 20 and 21. And if you would allow me just for a, a few moments, let me, let me kind of lay some groundwork. And then I will get to why a bunch of our teenagers have bad luck. Because I went about to open a bunch of umbrellas in the church. You notice how I kind of threw all them under the bus? That's how I wrote. I am not about. They did it, I didn't do it. So uh, you could fuss at them and their parents. I'm just joking. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I told them to. So what we're going to talk about. First, we, we need to understand, I, I believe, and I, I, hopefully I can get you guys to kind of agree with me. And if not, we're going to kind of go there anyway, and it could be a long, it could be a long hour for you uh, if you don't agree with me. So you should probably just, you know, pacify me and say yeah, okay? Um, but we're going to look in Luke, and what we're going to find is we're going to pick up here where the Pharisees are, are questioning Jesus about the kingdom of God. So if you're there, it's going to come up on the screen, Luke 17, this is verses 20 and 21. The Bible says this, it says, Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Verse 21, Nor will they say, See here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. So what I'm going to ask you to do, look at your neighbor and say, it's inside of you. Nor will they say, see here, see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is 
within you. All right, now let me let me kind of let me kind of, of, of lay some let me lay some foundation here so we can get this. Hopefully, if you're in here, and, and we could probably bring some of our children church up because they are awesome and they could explain to us the creation story. There was a time in the creation of this earth when God saw it fit to make a lump of clay. Yeah? And put breath into it and call it man. And that's us. Well, that's the men in the room. And then there was a time when God saw it fit to pull a rib out and create woman. That's everybody else. That's not the men in the room. Right? Well, I'm just, I don't listen. I don't want to overwhelm anybody. Everybody's with me. Okay. All right. Well, we're all on the same page still. So I believe from the moment that God sent the wind of life into the very first man, from that moment on, Every human being in this world has something within them that connects them to the one that created them. Yeah? I believe that. I believe that's why if, if you will look back, and, and even, even now, more now than, than ever, the world is full of people that sometimes do the wrong things for the right reasons. And, you know, I know that can be kind of, so let me, let, me, let me kind of stay with me. It is a terrible thing when any type of people group is discriminated against. Yeah? It's a terrible thing when, when, when anybody that believes different than somebody else is hated. It's terrible. That's not... That is not what our God teaches us. So I'm telling you right now, if that's how our God believed, there'd have been no hope for me a long time ago because I was a heathen. And you know, my dad's not watching because he's probably at church right now, and he hasn't quite figured out how to use the Facebook real good. So uh, I'm still not going to say a bunch of stuff because he might, and then he'll come back and whoop me. But there are some terrible things happening. And there's some people doing some terrible things because they don't agree with what's happening to some of the people groups and some of the people of this world. And I, I, I believe with my whole heart that it's that desire. It, it's because the breath of God, the, there is something, there is still a speck of the kingdom of God within those people that are doing wrong that are standing up, even if they're doing the wrong thing, there's something within them that, that, that burns whenever they see somebody being mistreated. And I believe that's a speck of the kingdom that, 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 that moves them to say, you know what, that's not right. Something has to be done about that. Yeah? Now, by no means do they need to do some of the stupid stuff that they're doing because of it. 
Because that also is not part of the kingdom of God. But everybody has a conscience. I don't care what they say. I don't care. Well, I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. Absolutely, positively, everybody has this thing to an extent that, is, that, that, that tells them what is right and what is wrong. Now, some people might not be as strong as others. That's why you take this big, strong, mean guys, and you put these little bitty like babies in front of them, and they're all like, oh, right? Or like puppies. Listen, we was, at, we was at the mall in Roanoke yesterday. You guys go to the, the, the Valley View, and they've got like the, 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 the pet shop in there, and you walk by them, and they're these big guys walking by, and, and they like, and they don't care who you are. They stop and they look, and like, oh, look, a puppy. Like, man, what in the world? What is that? I believe it. I believe it, first of all, because Jesus says to the Pharisees, who we all know were not necessarily the, you know, the proverbial cream of the spiritual crop, wasn't the best pastors in the world, wasn't the best spiritual leaders in the world. Jesus tells them, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. I am convinced with my whole heart that from the very first man, when God put breath in our lungs, He placed something within us. Along with that breath came a piece of the kingdom of God. Along with that breath came the desires and the heart of the Father, the Creator. Okay, now stay with me. That's why we're also told that we are made in the image of God, I believe, right? Right? This, this, this whole world, every human being in this world is made in the image of God. You believe that? Say amen. amen. Stay with me. To try to keep it simple. No matter how bad they are, no matter how terrible their choices are, God created them in His image. Now, whether or not they have chose to step away from that image, whether or not they have chose to follow that, is with that which has been placed within them, that, that's, obviously that's up to them. Because God also has placed within them the ability or allowed them the ability to choose which path they take. Yeah? Okay. Man. I mean, I was really expecting like, somebody to at least you know, stand up and wave at me or something. I'm just joking. I'm just playing. Don't do that. Oh, that's weird. Thank you. I was just joking. So here we are. God created us. God created the Pharisees. God created every human being on this planet. And within them, when, when, when he gave us life, he gave them life, something connected us to him. That's why the things of God, that's why whenever we feel God, it starts within us. Okay? So hang with me. Now, 
the Bible tells us all good things come from the Father. Yeah? Healing comes from the Father. Blessing comes from the Father. Yeah? Everything good you have today comes from the Father. Now, sometimes we get a little confused because we think that you know, sometimes we think our abilities, sometimes we think you know, maybe we, we're, we're smart enough or good enough or, 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 or uh, fast enough to achieve some of the stuff that we have achieved. Now, I'm going to just break your heart real quick. Every good thing you have is because God loves you. Period. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're in here and you are away from God this morning, you're in here, you're a guest, maybe you're in here, you're not a guest. And you are away from God this morning. I'm just going to tell you right now. Still, every good thing you have is because God, is because God loves you. Even though you've walked away from Him, He loves you so much that He has not walked away from you. Isn't that amazing? So hear me. Every good thing we have comes from the Father. There is something within us that God just placed there, and it has been there since the day that we were born. That's why whenever God moves, nobody has to, to tell us. Nobody, nobody has to, I, I believe with, with my whole heart, I, I can think back to, to when I, I was first saved at the Pennington Gap First Baptist Church. I can take you exactly to the altar. We didn't, we didn't do church growing up. You know, I went on Easter. We went on, on uh, Christmas because they did the little brown bags with the gum and the candy. We do those. Like the, the, the fruit and the candy bar and the stick of gum. Or the pack of gum. We were poor in leaving. We weren't that poor. We, had, we, we gave away packs of gum. <laughs> Not sticks, you know. But that's all we went. And without anybody, without anybody coming to the altar with me, without anybody trying to, to, to talk me through it, I felt something here. And I went up to an altar, and I bowed my head, and I got on my knees, and nobody had to come and tell me, you know what, something's happening, and something's changing within you. Because something was already there. And I think that's where we get it confused sometimes, right? It's not that God is, is, is placing something within us. I really believe that when the good things from God, I, I believe that the salvation, the thing of God, is already there. It's there and it's waiting. It's waiting for God. It's waiting for, for the touch of God to come down and bring it to life. That's what happened to me. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to confess, okay? Whenever the pastor said, okay, if everybody, if you would just bow your head and close your eyes and pray this prayer after me. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. No, you guys don't do that. I'm, I'm, this is a story. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. And Jesus, I believe that you died. And Jesus, I believe that you died. And I believe that you're, you know, we, we do that. We do that all the time. I prayed that prayer. Absolutely, I did. And then the music started, and I stood up, 
And the pastor said, oh, congratulations, everybody that prayed that prayer, you're now saved. And Jeremy didn't feel any different. Now, I'm not trying to, listen, this is me, okay? But then all of a sudden, something within me said, you need to go, and, this is, and you, you, need, you need to go and pray. And then when I got to the altar, something started changing, and something within me just felt different. And I believe with my whole heart that that's the point that God reached down and the Spirit of God came down and ignited that thing that was been living within, within me that God had placed there at that point 18 years ago, 18 years before that, when He put life into my body. Okay? Now, it's the same thing whenever I, I believe I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit as a Baptist guy who didn't believe in it. Didn't pray any special prayer, didn't do anything like that. I went up to an altar because at that point I knew what God sounded like, and God said, let go, and then the pastor came up and wigged me out and said, let go, and I let go, and the next thing I know, I got up. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, apparently you know, people were, like, jumping all over me as I was rolling across the floor, and, and, and I went back to my school, and I was like, guys, you'll never guess what happened. And they said, no, no, that didn't. That's a totally different story. We're not going there, but here's what I know. There was something inside of me that was waiting for the touch of God, that was waiting for the Spirit of God to come down and bring that to life. And everybody has it. If you're here right now and you are saved and you are sanctified and you are filled with the Holy Ghost... It's still there. The only difference is, is that it, it's, it's already been ignited. And it's waiting for another touch to come down and, and, and touch it and, and, and ignite it and bring it back to life again. That's what happens whenever you experience and whenever you, you, you operate in the Holy Spirit, whenever you get the baptism. It's really simple. It's something supernatural touching the natural. It's touching that supernatural thing that God has placed within you and it, they connect, and something happens inside of you that you can't explain. Supernatural takes over. Overpowers natural. And God does the rest. Simple. Still with me? Right, we, we're not going to overwhelm anybody. All right, here we go. So hopefully we're on the same page now. All good things come from God. Everybody has something within them. Everybody has something within them because God created everybody and God has placed that Jesus said, the, told the Pharisees for indeed the kingdom of God is within you it's within everybody because they have been created by God okay everybody has that one thing inside of them waiting for something good to come down and ignite it and bring it to life no matter how bad they are, they're waiting for that one thing to come down and ignite that that's within them. Okay? It's within us. All good things come from the Father. It's waiting. It's waiting. Now, how's it get there? Let's look real quick at the scriptures. And then we're getting ready to wrap this thing up. Just joking. Okay. Just playing. I have to say that obligation. 
every 15 minutes. It's in a book somewhere I read. Um, it was a good one, wasn't it? So how does it get there? If you look biblically, here's what. Here's what I want. If you look in Acts, right? The cloven tongues out of fire, they came down from heaven. Yeah? Came down, they set upon them. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit. If you look, whenever Jesus was, was baptized with water, a dove came from heaven and a word came from, and God spoke and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. If, if you think of, of even plants, without water, plants don't grow. Yeah? Water comes from the heavens. It's, 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 it's biblical. It, it, it's, you know, not many people look down to pray. You look up to pray. You know, there's, there's not many, well, there's probably zero, there's probably some, but they're not very smart people out there that believe that, you know, heaven is, is, is here as opposed to up here. Because heaven is, is up here, not, not down here. Heaven is above. Yeah? The bad place. Kids in children's church, they can tell you, this is the bad place, this is heaven. Right? Not very deep this morning. You're expecting something deep, I'm sorry. Come back next Sunday, pastor will be back. Okay? This is the bad place. This is heaven. Yeah? God lives in heaven. Yeah? The Spirit of God is sent from heaven. Yeah? All good things come from heaven. Yeah? So, all good things come from here. Not from here. Okay. Who's looking at me? All right. So let's talk about a man of many umbrellas. And somebody, some people just went, oh, thank you. That means I'm about done, right? <laughs> let's talk about a man of many umbrellas because that's all of us. There's something within us that yearns, that, that, that is, that, that a lot of times it, it's, it, it's dying of thirst. There's something within us. That's whenever you pray. That, that, that's because whenever you really desire something. That's whenever... That's because whenever you, you, you really seek God, that, that you have that burning and, and that desire and that unrest that is within you. That's because God has placed that inside of you. And that's you calling out to heaven and calling out to God and calling out for God to send something. Healing, right? You call out to God, healing comes from heaven. It's inside of you, and God touches it and He heals it. Salvation. Yeah? Salvation changes. It don't just wipe away your sin. Yes, there's forgiveness. Absolutely. But it changes you, or it should. Yeah? So here's what happens. I want you guys to get this. I said all of that to show you this. All good things come from heaven. So there's this, there's this principle... That the Holy Spirit ascends upon us. There's these songs that we sing about, you know, sends your rain and the rain of God and the fire of God falls. Now I'm just going to break it to you, you know, the only I know how. There's some of us in the house. There's some of us in the world. Maybe not now. Maybe in the future. Maybe right now. Man, you are so sick and tired because you haven't felt 
anything from God in a long time and you say, man, I've been praying and I've been seeking and I've been looking and that thing that's in me, it's been longing and it's been wanting. And I believe you. I absolutely, I do. But now listen, because you've agreed with me, whether you believe it or not, and if you don't believe it, you just lied. So you help me make my point. All right? The only way you're going to get that, the only way you're going to receive that is if God sends that from heaven, if the Spirit of God delivers that from the heavens, from His throne room, into your heart, into your soul, into that thing that was placed in you whenever you was created. And the only way that gets there is if that comes from the heavens. So here's what happens. I'm going to use my favorite one first because this one's this is my favorite one. It's got a golf club on the bottom of it. See, a lot of us, we don't have what God wants us to have because we've got this fancy little umbrella above us. We've already agreed God sends it to connect with this thing that's within us. And then we, we, we stress and we toil and we get aggravated because, God, I want it, but I'm not getting it. God, I want it, but it's not happening. So here's my question. What umbrella are you living under? What is stopping the flow from heaven to get to the thing that's within you that Jesus told the Pharisees has, that has been placed in you? That's, it's already there. What's stopping that from getting there? What is it? Now, it looks different for everybody. It looks completely different. I will tell you that, that my umbrella for a long time, man, I was an angry guy. I was mad. Very angry. I grew up with some uncles. I mean, they, they were like, you know, well, they're, you're, they're, we're character building. Yeah, you also, you know, making my therapy bill go up. Man, I was mad. It's my umbrella. Right? God tried a lot, man. My, my, my grandmother prayed a lot. I believe God was, was pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding for years. But he couldn't get to this. He couldn't get to it because, man, I was blocking. And here's what would happen every now and then because it happens to us. Have you ever been in a torrential rain and you got your umbrella? I remember one time we went to one of Tasha's brother's graduations, and it came a monsoon. And like you know, you, you try to do like the the the, uh, the the Roman army strategy with umbrellas, where you have like five or six. They're all like you know, kind of together, where nobody gets wet, and it doesn't really work. But have you ever sat like under an umbrella for a really long time, and the brain is just pounding on it, and you're sitting there, and then all of a sudden, now maybe you know. I live on a youth pastor's out here, so maybe you guys got really good umbrellas that don't leak. But uh, my umbrella leaks, okay? But after a while, right, you get a little drip. It ever happened? And so you kind of try to tilt it so the drip kind of you know, hits the person behind you until they fuss at you. And they, oh, my bad. I didn't realize. I'm sorry about that. Or, then you, or you decide which part of your body you want to get wet, right? You tilt it this way, and so you get it down the back. Or tilt it this way, and you get it all over you. So you got to figure out, you know, you want shoes wet or so. 
But this is what happens sometimes, I really believe. Sometimes we get a little drip in the umbrella, right? Got to break through just a little bit. And, and we get a little, and, and a little bit of that will touch. And then we'll think, oh, yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's all I need. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Don't have to change anything. I felt it. Nothing's got to change. I felt it. I, ain't, oh, I mean, I wasn't going to stop doing that, but apparently I don't have to. I felt it. No, what you felt was the love of God has been pounding so much that finally, finally a little crack got through. And God wanted to show you a, a little bit of what you could have if you would just move it and let it hit you. But instead, because we're human and sometimes we're really stupid, we want to keep it up here, right? So here's the deal. Are you angry? What's your umbrella look like? Right? Sometimes we have really big umbrellas, and there's some of us, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we've been doing this while our umbrella's not as big. Now, why is that so funny? <laughs> what, a big guy can't have a little umbrella? Is that what you're saying? You're saying a big man can't hold a little umbrella. Well, sometimes we have little umbrellas, right? Sometimes we, are, we don't have a very big umbrella. Maybe our issue isn't big. Maybe it's small. Still an issue, right? And there's so many. That's why we're men of, of, of many umbrellas. That, that, that's why we, we, we have And here's what we do. We, we make excuses. I want you to hear me because these are some of mine, okay? Well, you know, I would do that, but just how I was raised. That's how I was raised, I, you know. That's how I was taught. So I'm not going to do it like that. That's how I was taught. The only thing you're doing is you're blocking yourself from what God wants for you. Period. All right? Now hear me. This is simple. I'm going to use this little one because it, it's, well, you don't know what they said to me. Who cares what they said to you? They're not the God that loves you, right? Well, you don't know what they did to me. Well, that's a very little, it's a very small excuse. It's kind of insignificant. You don't know what they did. Sorry, and I'm sorry that you're hurting. If that's you, I, I really am. But listen, God loves you more than they ever will. And His placed something within you that if you would just, if you would just uh, allow His flow to touch that is inside of you, it will heal any hurt that, that anybody has ever caused you. I promise you that. Well, you don't know what they said to me. You don't, you don't know. You don't know what they did. Well, they, you know, who knows? Well, man, listen, that report, that report was, man, that, it's incurable. It's going to ruin everything, every plan that I had. I'm going to tell you right now, and, I, you know, I'm sure he's probably going to get old, but he's going to just have to deal with it his entire life because his miracle sitting in the back. Ace, if anybody can have an umbrella, it's Ace of Virtue, right? But here's what's happened. You know what, man? I, I fell and I'm hurting. And it, it was very easy to say, it's never going to happen again. But instead, you know what happened? He says, hey, you know what? Let's let God touch me. Let's let God see what he can do with it, yeah? Can we do that? I mean, is, is it too much to ask God? Is it too much to believe God to say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, you know what? Man, my last name is Fleener. That's a terrible group of people. You know, 
My family's never amounted to anything. No, no, I'm not saying that about my family. I'm just using that as an example. I'm destined to be nothing. Just keep this up because, you know, I'm never going to be anything. Is it too much to ask to just trust God one time and allow the power and, and, and the, the, the Spirit of God to pour down upon you, touch that, that, that God has placed inside of you, and just see what God will, and, and see what will happen? Because here's where we are. Get my, this is my good one. Somebody steal this one and keep it up here with me. Here's where we're at. There's a story of a man in the Bible. Came to Jesus. He said, good teacher, how do I inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, obey the commandments, right? Don't murder, don't steal, don't commit sin. He says, oh, I've done all those. But I want to go deeper. I want to be more than, 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 than just the guy that, that, that comes to church. I want, I, want to be, I want to be more than that. And Jesus said, okay, sell everything you've got. Give everything you have to the poor. Give all the proceeds. Get rid of all of it. And then you'll have what you're looking for. And that guy says... Man, that is way too much to be asking for me. Do you know how much I have? Do you know? Jesus says, the Bible says he walks away. He walked away sad because that was a hard saying. Here's my question for you. Pastor Tony, if you'll come. Here it is. God wants you to be blessed. Okay? God wants your body to be whole and healed. God wants your family to be whole and healed. God does not intend for anybody to be hooked on drugs. God does not intend for anybody to be separated from Him. God does not intend any of His children, any of His creation, to walk around this world depressed, sad, lonely, angry, poor. That's never His intention. Never. I do not believe that God created Jeremy Fleener way back in 1980. Like, yeah, that's a long time ago for me. Ooh. Sorry. He didn't, he didn't create me in 1980. He did not create me way back in 1980 and say, you know what? I'm going to give this guy breath, and I'm going to put him on this earth. And there's going to be these few years. Well, I'm putting him here so he can, you know, he, he, can, he can walk around thinking everybody hates him. That's not what he did. I don't believe that. I believe he put me on this earth 
way back in 1980, and he placed something inside of me that said, one of these days, he's going to trust me enough to allow me to reach down and touch that that is within him. And he's going to let that, he's going to let that ignite and come to life inside of him. And he's going to trust me. And when he does, when things get hard, he's going to know he can come to me for it. When he gets a bad report, he's going to know he can come and talk to me when he can't talk to anybody else. When his family is away and apart, when his family's not making good choices, when he's worried about his parents, when he loses his, his grandmother, when he loses his mom, he knows he can come to me. That's what I believe. And I know for a fact I'm nothing special. I know for a fact he didn't say, but... This is the only one I'm doing that with. Every one of us in here. Whether you believe it or not, here's the beauty of the power of God. Here's the beauty of the kingdom of God. You don't even got to believe what I'm telling you this morning. You don't got to believe it. Because whether or not you believe it, if you don't believe it, it doesn't change it. I'm telling you right now, believe me or don't believe me, God has placed something inside of you. And it's there waiting, waiting, waiting for the moment you will allow him to come into your life, touch that, and bring it to life. And then you'll feel the power of God. And then it will be something different. It will be something more than just standing behind a chair, repeating a prayer, and leaving. It would be something more than whatever you're in right now, feeling a little something, and then not changing anything, and going out of here just like you came in. So here's what I'm going to ask. Now this is a little different. What's your umbrella look like this morning? What's your umbrella look like? What is it? What is it? So I don't know. Let me help. Let me help you, then we're going to pray. I'm going to ask you to do something. Okay? And your next, your next response to this request is going to tell you what your umbrella looks like. Earlier in this, earlier in this, uh, earlier in this service, I believe God told us to worship. Yeah. 
He told us to make our requests known. He told us to be obedient. And then He told us to believe. So let me ask you, and I don't need you to, I don't need you to, to, to answer me out loud. You need healing in this house. I believe God can heal me if I believe God can heal me if I believe God can can save my family if I believe God can bless me if I believe God can bring me back to my love for Him if whatever your if is it's your umbrella because if your response cannot stop with I believe God can heal me then there's something in the way blocking what he wants to send from heaven to you. If your response cannot stop with God, I believe you can bring my family back. Period. Then there's something blocking that. There's something wrong. If your response cannot stop with God, I believe you can save me. God, I believe you can change me. God, I believe you can bring my family. I believe you can do this. If there is an if, if there is a but, if there is anything other than God, I believe you can then you need to get something out of the way and let God work. Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you because I lived it. Life stinks being cut off from the flow of God. Life stinks. Life is horrible being cut off from the flow of God. Let's all stand. It's really simple this morning. I'm going to ask you to be bold. I'm going to ask you to be honest. And then we're going to pray. If you're here, care what you need. Listen, God, I would be obedient. I would listen. But I just wasn't raised like that. I believe you can move if this works out I believe I can be healed but if you're in here right now and you cannot complete let's say it like this, simple you have a need from God you need something, raise your hand keep your hands up, don't put them down yet, keep them up keep them up with all those hands raised do you believe God can do it? Absolutely. With those hands up. God, I believe you can do it, period. If you don't, if, if, I want you to be honest. I want you to be real so we can pray with you. 
If you cannot save, if you're here and, and things are heavy, things are going wrong, maybe you're really worried and you say, I can't, I, I can't say it for sure. I cannot say, God, I believe you can do it, and that's the end of it. I want you to come to this altar right now. If you can't say, God, I believe you can do it and end it. I want you to come to this altar. Make your way. I want you to be realistic. God honors obedience. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And go and grab this and hide under it. we're going to ask anybody that would can we come and gather around these everybody that would let's all, let's all just gather around and, and, and make a point of contact with everybody in this altar